0: Welcome to Smashing Through Walls with Carla McGee. Whether you are just pulling up a seat to the table, breaking a glass ceiling, or smashing through walls, grab your favorite mug and join us on the first and third Friday at 11 o'clock for candid conversations with industry experts and decision makers as we navigate and explore all the things related to real estate and community. Welcome to
1: Smashing Through Walls with Carla McGee. I am super excited about my guest today because, as we all know, I am a mom first. I am a real estate agent second. And so today we are rolling with some punches, and we are having an after-school special. I have my two girls here, my future wall smashers, and I'm so excited for everybody to meet them. And we're just going to kind of have conversations about women in real estate or what it's like to be a mom and listen to it from... You know, like our kids' perspective. So introduce yourselves, girls. Hi. (laughs) What's your name? Katie. Okay, hi.
2: Hello. Hi, my name is Sammy.
1: Okay, how old are you?
2: Nine. Eleven.
1: (laughs) Twelve. What grade are you in? Uh, That's a trick question now. not. She's going to junior high and Sammy is going into fourth grade. So we talked a little bit... among ourselves about how I would answer a question or ask them questions so we'll see how it goes because you know they're kids but being a mom first and being on summer break is it's just how we're doing it so girls mm-hmm. yeah. what do you have questions for mom about real estate? Yes I
2: don't really understand how real estate works
1: What do you mean like how how the real estate mom sells works or how? Like, how do people buy a house? Like, how do people buy a house? Well, my first answer is always going to be to call someone like your mom, right? Because they are experts in their field and will help you buy a house. But as a kiddo, one of the things you could do is you could make sure that you understand what finances are talk with your parents about when they pay bills and kind of what that means. Like, what's a mortgage? Well, that's a loan on your house and it's what keeps you in your house. Right. And kind of what house expenses cost. Because when I first moved out, I didn't know you had to pay to keep the lights on. I was like, what's a power bill? (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. And so they sent me one and I was like, why is it so much? So I think like as a kid, if you can talk to your parents about the utility bills and things like that, then you at least have a leg up in the game. That's Some. why I don't like when yeah, Sammy leaves sense. her light on. That's if, why you don't like it when Sammy leave your leaves your light her on. on. So, much. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think that what is, like, what does buying a house mean to you? Like if you were going to buy a house today, what what do you think you would have to do?
2: Um, I feel like it would be... I would have to do, like, a lot of working and paying the bills and um, a lot of cleaning.
1: Yeah, a lot of cleaning. Up. His like, mama was like making cats. it clean. Yeah. Like kitty cats.
2: And picking up animals and building stuff together.
1: Yeah. Yes. So do you think, how much money do you think you would need? Oh. <laughs> like. No. $20,000. $20,000? <laughs> $20, Maybe. Okay, what do you think, Katie? Um,
3: I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Sammy. 20000 20, So if you bought a $100,000 condo, then you would need $20,000 to have 20% down on a 100000 condo. <laughs> the problem is $100,000 condos don't exist. Oh, no, that sucks. Yeah. So then you would need... More money. And then that doesn't include closing costs because it costs money to, to give you the loan from the lender. Why is everything so expensive? Life is expensive. How, do you, how are you going to co- combat that?
3: I'm going to live at
2: home. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to move out. That's, why, that's Just never solution. move from
1: muscle.
3: Yeah, that's my solution.
1: Yeah. That's your solution? You're just never going to leave mom and dad's house? If I don't
3: breathe, I won't be able to pay the air bill.
1: The air
2: bill, the air bill, <laughs> the air.
1: So that's the, what we call that is residential real estate. So those are like your houses. What kind of stuff has mom taken you to that she has sold? Like this, this creepy warehouse. That <laughs> <laughs> you, you drove me to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so she's talking about an industrial property we had in Cave Creek that we were leasing out, and I needed to take her with me because I didn't have anyone to watch her don't don't make a warehouse sound fancy that that was (laughs) creepy don't make it sound fancy but people need warehouses to store things in to operate their businesses in and so you wouldn't want to live in there right so we call that commercial real estate and that's what mom does that makes sense now it makes sense now (laughs) have I taken you to any apartment buildings yes yes do you remember which ones Creepy no. ones. <laughs> the creepy ones. Why were they creepy? Because
3: nowhere you've taken me is not creepy. <laughs> you've, take, you've taken me to the middle
1: of nowhere. So, apartment buildings are also called commercial real estate because they are extremely large buildings, but they need people to live in them. Like when you guys first move out, you will probably live in an apartment first. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> How much do you think an apartment costs?
2: 10000 10000 yeah. 10000 10, yeah,
1: a month? No. Uh. Maybe not months.
2: Maybe, like,
1: yeah. Like, I don't like, know. Uh, probably. Like a year. So $10,000 a year would be less than $1,000 a month. Apartments. The average two-bedroom apartment in Mesa, Arizona is about $1,200 a month. And it can go all the way up to $2,000 a month for a two-bedroom apartment. What about a one-bedroom? A one-bedroom can start around $900 and go up as high as like $1,500 every month. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Just get a roommate. That's a good idea, right? You could get a roommate. Yeah, me
3: and Sam are really going to live together. You guys are going to
1: live together. You guys barely want to live together now, and you have your own rooms. (laughs) So if you get a roommate in a two-bedroom apartment and it's $1,200 a month, then now you're only paying $600 a month, right? Yeah. That sounds better, doesn't it? Someone to split all the bills with.
3: Yeah, but didn't you also have to split your snacks with them?
1: Your what? Your snacks. Your snacks? (laughs) You're going to have to work. When I had a roommate, when I was in my early 20s, we had like a whiteboard like your teacher has. Mm -hmm. In our living room where we split everything like, it's your turn to clean the bathroom or (laughs) so-and-so called because we didn't have cell phones back then. That's funny. Because, you know, it was the 1900s. That's a long time. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you have any other questions about real estate?
2: I want to know how you can be a mom and do your job.
1: How, I can, how do you think I do as being a mom and doing my job?
2: Taking breaks from work.
1: I do take breaks from work <laughs> so that I can go to band recitals and assemblies and promotions. And sometimes there's parents that can't, they can't go to those things because they work in a traditional office and they have to take time off to do that. But mom's schedule is a little bit more flexible since I own the business myself, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right it's Mm -hmm. called autonomy
2: Yeah. so yeah Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) how do you guys picture your time when you're growing up do you picture yourself in an office or a lab or out in the what dad and i call out in the field
2: i would picture myself as like my start i would picture myself as Going in, like, a food place where I would, like, serve food and stuff. And then I would get into stuff like sitting in an office. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And why do you picture yourself starting in food?
2: Because it's easier. and Mm. You can can get money quick. Can you work it in and out for me? No.
1: So what she's talking about is I've always told my kids that if you're broken, you're hungry, go work in food (laughs) because they'll pay you and feed you. (laughs) And that when you're young, that's a good choice because you're broke and hungry.
2: And it's easy.
1: Well, I wouldn't call it easy. I think you'll find out when you do work in food that it is a lot of work and there's a lot of rude people out there. And it is you are on your feet all day. Oh, makes sense. You could just be a cashier with a chair. You could be a cashier, but that's a lot of work, too. <laughs> yeah,
2: you got to have the skills. You got
1: to have the skills, right? That's what calculators are for. Well, the cash register is your calculator. So, Katie, how do you picture your future?
2: Starbucks.
1: (laughs) You want to work at Starbucks? Yeah, Starbucks. No, you're gonna eat
2: Starbucks. I'm gonna
1: eat it. Well, and Katie says that because I keep telling her that Starbucks pays for ASU, so she should work at start start working in coffee so that she can it can help pay for her college. So, as you can tell, my kids and I talk a lot about money. We talk a lot about the future. We talk a lot about the things that the tools that they're gonna need as grown ups. And so that so that I can have them at least somewhat prepared so that when their power bill comes, when they're 19, they at least aren't shocked at it. Well, that's when I moved out. Sucks. You don't want to move out when you're 19? No. (laughs) No, I'm good. Katie, what do you want to be when you grow up? How do you picture your your working environment? Brains. You want to work on brains yeah. because you want to be a neurobiologist. You want to be a neurobiologist. Yeah. And you know that that's a lot of college, right? Yeah. 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 How are you going to pay for that? Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> Here's a can Now teach me. So it's really interesting to not only be one of the very few women in commercial real estate because it is still a very male dominated part of real estate but also being a mom and and a wife right to dad and how how I balance all of those to to not only feel like what I think I'm doing an okay job most of the time but number four commercial real estate agent in my brokerage was the award I just won right but I didn't go to the award ceremony because I was where Katie
3: My band recital. Your band
1: recital. That's right. So sometimes that just means prioritizing my kids first and like today, bringing them to the podcast and having them on because that's just what it means to be a working woman and mom in my industry. How do you guys think mom does? Good. Does that sound like a question?
2: (laughs) Um, I think you do good at your job and being a mom.
1: Oh, why? Well, Thank you, sweetie. What about you, Kate? Yeah, yeah you're doing a good job. I'm doing a good job. <laughs> you do a good job. Yeah, you do a good, good job. Well, considering they both just finished school <laughs> yesterday. I'm retired. You retired?
2: I tired. Oh, you I'm are
1: not tired. Retired. I, I retired. <laughs> you retired. Yes, Katie retired from elementary school and is now promoting to junior high school. But Sammy has not retired. She's just I tired. I cannot retire. I no, am just tired. Either. Kitty, how do you feel about junior high?
3: I'm sick. It's definitely not like the musicals. It's not like the musicals. <laughs> That's probably but true. the fingers
1: crossed. So what do you think school could do differently that would teach you about, like, being a grown-up or owning a house or buying real estate in the future? Have your own class that teaches you this? Like, business? Yeah, it would be good to have business classes and teach you about real estate and what it means to own it. Teachers pay attention. Teachers pay attention. <laughs> Mental note: What if mom taught it? Nah, no, nah. no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. What do you think, Sammy? What could school do to prepare you for home ownership? Or
2: I think they could teach kids a little bit about more about instead of just teaching them how to like add money and stuff. They should teach you. How to, like, read bills and how to add the money to pay them.
1: Right. So what we would call that is, like, our checking account, right? You make so much and then so much goes out in bills and mortgage and rent, whatever that looks like. And, like, Mm -hmm. how do you balance? We call that balancing your account, right? So what if mom taught you that? We could do that with your allowance, no, <laughs> I, I like my
2: allowance just the way it is. Yeah,
1: It's good.
2: It's it's, good. it's perfectly yeah. fine.
1: How much allowance do you get? <laughs> no I'm one could hear you. Cares. How much? Twenty dollars uh, a month. Twenty dollars a month. Sometimes. <laughs> so you never remember.
2: Yeah.
1: What do you do for that allowance? I, I do, do chores. The ch-
3: you don't do anything.
1: <laughs> 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 I do most it's of the chores. <laughs> So, okay, Katie, then what do you do for that a lot? <laughs> <The> Chores. <laughs> what kind of chores? Dishwasher and laundry. Unloading the dishwasher and laundry. doing laundry. And we vacuum and we mop on so the much. weekends so much. Yeah, Sammy doesn't help a lot. Well, so part of the reason for that is because Sammy is in karate. Yes. And she goes after school until 6 o'clock. And Katie... Doesn't have the same hours she does, so she does a lot of the after school chores. Sammy, what belt are you in karate? Green. What does that mean? Good frog. Uh,
2: That means I am officially an advanced belt.
1: Mm -hmm. What else do you do at karate?
2: I do ninja
1: tricks. What's a ninja trick?
2: It's not a ninja trick, it's um multiple types of tricks and they teach you them and they teach you how to do cartwheels headstands and handstands vaults rolls many many things what's a vault a vault is where you can like jump over or hop over something that's actually a really good question um Why don't
3: they just call it
2: jumping?
1: (laughs) True. So, and Sammy just got asked to be or invited to be in Precision X.
2: That's their demo team.
1: That's their demo team. And it's a big deal because they haven't asked a green belt before or something like that? No, it's not
2: that they haven't asked a green belt before. It's just I've never been invited to something like that.
1: And they go to like the fair and to NFL to basketball games to schools and they do like tricks to demo what the kids learn to advertise for their business right yeah how do you feel about that
2: I feel not ready and I just feel like I need some time (laughs) yeah instead just like oh yeah sure that'd be fun
1: yeah yeah And then Katie just got her own honors. She graduated NEHS from elementary school when she retired, (laughs) when she promoted, which is National Elementary Honor Society. And she had to work pretty hard to get there. So that was really exciting that she was able to graduate with those honors. And uh, it's not just grades, which that is a component of it, but it's also service to the school. And to the community, teaching them how to be well-rounded people and adults. But so you already learned that, right? I've, I don't think I've ever
3: well-rounded an adult.
1: You will be a well-rounded adult. How do you learn about servicing your community? Do you learn that because mom does it? <laughs> sure. Because uh, you do PTA events?
3: I don't do them. I, I'm unwillingly put into them. Willing, so you're, you're
1: volunteered to go volunteer at the PTA events. At the fall festival,
3: uh, when the teenager was just like come here and just set me down in the one to see,
1: I I didn't even want to be there. <laughs> what about you, Sammy? Do you get to volunteer when Mom does the events? I don't have to. I can yeah. if I want. Well, when Katie joined NEHS, that was a component of it. There was a service component like they did Feed My Starving Children. They did. Oh, there was stuff at the school. I can't remember. So it's important that we teach service to our kids because without servitude, you can't have leadership. And if you want to teach the future leaders of America, then you have to teach them how to serve their communities and be part of their communities. Right. hmm. hmm. Okay, so what, what other questions do you have for mom about real estate, do you think? Do you know how long we've owned the house we live in?
2: No. About maybe like four to five years.
1: Uh, since Katie was in kindergarten. so
2: Which is about four to five years.
1: It, no. <laughs> she, you're not 11, you're 12. <laughs> and she just graduated from sixth grade. So we bought that house in 2015. And now, what we call appreciation, that house, we paid $270,000 for that house. And one of our neighbor's house with the exact same floor plan just sold for $570,000. So that house has grown $300,000 in six years. It
3: feels weird so, when you take off your headphones.
1: So it, it's important to own real estate so that you can have appreciation and one of the benefits of that too is what you guys will find out when you go rent apartments is that people can raise your rent like you'll be paying your rent on time for a year and then all of a sudden they'll come in and say we want to raise your rent $300. $300 can be a lot of money, right?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you don't have a high paying job.
1: Right? So when you own your house or your condo or whatever else then that doesn't happen. So not only are you not having it raised so that you can count on what, what goes out every month, but you're earning what we call appreciation on it because the value of it continues to grow. So I think it's important for you girls, as soon as you can, to purchase a house and then get roommates because then your roommates are renting from you and you become the landlord. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then you get the money so you can pay the people.
1: That's right. And now you are gaining the appreciation on that property and that could be your first investment. Seems smart, right? You got to live somewhere, right? You were going to have a roommate anyway, right? Yeah. So then there you go. And then who would help you put you into that house? Mother. (laughs) The Lord. And then who would, how would you, how are you going to save the money? Now. Start saving now. There are accounts kids can have. Another thing you can do with your kids is you can make them um, signers on a credit card account. You don't have to tell them. And then as you pay your bills on time, pay your credit card bill on time, it's growing their credit score so that when they are young, 18, 19, 20, they already have a credit score. Dad and I, when we first got married, we thought we were so smart because we had no debt. And we just paid for everything with cash. Well, that made, so we had no credit score at all. So we couldn't buy anything. So we had to go get a $500 credit card and use it for six months in order to start building credit. And if we did it where you guys are the signers on the accounts, you would already have a perfect, almost perfect credit score coming out of college or high school to then be able to purchase a house, get roommates and start your real estate adventure early in life.
2: How much, how high does your credit score need to be for you to get a house? That's a
1: really good question, Sammy. So for FHA, which is a federally backed loan, your credit score can be as little as 500. Most lenders don't want to touch that. And so they won't start until 580. That's a fairly low score that what it means is you have good financial sense, paid your bills on time. You don't have excess credit. You don't spend too much. And so it just means that you are a strong buyer or not. And then your credit score goes up from there and can go up to 850. So if you came out of high school with good credit because mom and dad made you signers on the account, you could have like a 700 credit score and be in good shape.
2: The higher it is, is that better or is it the lower?
1: The higher it is, the better. And it also affects your insurance rates, right, for your car, mm-hmm. for your house. You have lower insurance when you have a better credit score. When you set up your utilities for your house, they will charge you large deposits if you don't have a good credit score because they don't believe you that you can pay your bills. So having a good credit score all the way, all around is important for future real estate investing does that make sense
2: yes that makes
3: absolutely
1: not (laughs) why doesn't that make sense well probably because i would buy too many things you buy too many things what would you buy it it
3: takes it takes all my willpower not to go to Walmart and buy whatever I see first. <laughs> okay,
1: Sammy. So you're gonna have to buy the house, and Katie will be your roommate. Yeah. No, no.
2: <laughs> she has to buy her own stuff.
1: She has to buy her own stuff. <laughs> yeah,
2: I can live with that.
1: You can live with that. Yeah. What do you want to go to college for, Sammy? We know Katie wants to be a neurobiologist. What does Sammy want to be? I don't really know yet. Do you want to come work with mom? No.
2: <laughs> Why? I just don't like math and things like selling houses.
1: Okay. So dad is a sales engineer for commercial and industrial HVAC. Do you want to go sell HVAC with dad? No. No?
3: (laughs) He talks about boilers too much. He He does talk about boilers.
1: Boilers, pumps, hydronics, HVAC equipment.
2: Every time we go to school, he goes... You hear that? That's a
1: boiler. That's a boiler. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and me and dad go on bike rides a lot. And so when we're passing by the school and he's like, the boilers are running to am like every time.
1: <laughs> Is it kind of like when we drive down a street and mom's like, oh, I sold that.
2: Yes. <laughs> That's the exact same thing.
1: It's, it
2: just but mean, more, more,
1: way more times. It yeah. just means that we are proud of our what we do and what we've accomplished in our industries, that's all.
2: Okay, but
3: imagine every time I go, yeah, I cut up with that person's brain.
1: I think that would be pretty awesome. That'd be weird. <laughs> I'd be like, Tell me, I want to know more about brains. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sam, you'll have to start thinking about it soon. And like you'll, what you want to think about is like what are your talents and what are you good at? Like you are a very persistent person.
3: It's, Sammy would argue that the sky's purple. You guys, can't be keep, right.
2: you guys keep saying I would be a lawyer. Oh,
1: you would be an amazing prosecuting attorney. You're, I'd be
2: like, but. But, right. But but. but, but, but.
1: You're smart. You think well on your feet. You're articulate. I mean, what more? You argue well. <laughs> You're master negotiator. I think that's a perfect fit. I'm too stubborn. She can't break me. You're too stubborn. Well, and last night she was telling me that (laughs) she is frustrated with lawyers because they let bad guys get away with things. And I said that's called a defense lawyer. If If a bad guy has did something wrong, then they hire a defense lawyer to try and help them get a lesser sentence or try and get away with the
2: crime oh i didn't hear that okay now that makes a lot more sense the
1: prosecuting lawyer is the one who puts the bad guys away yes puts them in jail and makes sure that they serve time for what they did and that's what i was telling you you could do because then you could be like you could be a hero right you could be like no
2: you go to jail now you go to jail go
1: do you know how much college it takes to be a lawyer how much well, you need a four year degree so you need an undergraduate bachelor degree, and then I believe you need a two year master's degree and then a one or two year uh oh what do they call it juris 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 something but it's the juris doctorate or something it's the It's the equivalent of a doctorate, which is what your sister's going to have to get to be a neurobiologist. So it sounds like both of you are going to be in college for a long time. Juris doctorate? Juris doctorate. So juris meaning judicial, right? Lawyer, attorney. And then doctorate meaning like that's the level of education that you have, I'm sure. My phone will probably text me here in a minute with somebody who tells me what the right name of it is, but um but that's what it is. And you guys would basically both have the same level of education and that's about I think six to eight years of school. More after high school. And how much money would that be? (laughs) How much money would would
2: that be? I would make big books.
1: You would think you would make big bucks, huh? I would. Yeah.
2: By how good I am.
1: Yeah. And what kind of house do you think that could buy you?
2: Like our house.
1: Like our house? Yeah,
2: like our house.
3: Probably. Being a jury must be hard because you have to be neutral until, until you can't anymore.
1: When you are the juror? Yeah, when you're jury. in a jury. jury. Yeah, you have to be neutral. That's kind of hard. It is hard. Don't you think that would be hard? Be and the hard. lawyer's job is to, the defense attorney's job is to make people believe beyond a reasonable doubt. And a reasonable doubt just means, like, I could see how that could happen. That's it. So the prosecuting prosecuting attorney's job is difficult because they don't want the jury to have any doubt. And your job as a juror is to keep an open mind until until it's over, and then make a decision on someone's life.
2: I want to be a juror.
1: You want to be a juror? That's a volunteer. That's not even a volunteer. I will, I will. That's a voluntold position, like I mom will. does with the PTA. You get what's called jury duty. Once you are 18 or over and are able to vote and are a registered adult in your state, and so that they get a jury of their peers, they tell you you are going to do jury duty mom's never done jury duty I shouldn't probably knock on wood somewhere but I don't think dad has either I think we've gotten out of it in one way or another but I know people that have and that but sometimes you have to sit there for days depending on how long the trial is just say you died you can't that's there's a death record when people die it's there's literally a certificate you have a birth certificate and you have a death certificate. And you have a death certificate. The
3: best, the best way to fake your death is just to say that you went to Mount Everest. It's not like they're going to find you. <laughs> you think you could
1: just climb up Mount Everest and just no, disappear? I,
3: no, I'm saying that if you just tell people that you're going to do it and then you they disappear, they're not going to go look for you. They're not? They're
1: just even, gonna
3: be even like, oh, if yeah, she just if, even if you. Did, even if they did, it's not like they're going to find you.
1: So then would you live on the mountain? Nah, you, you, change, you
3: change your identity, your name, and live somewhere else. How are you going to do that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: that your hair. It's not that hair easy. That That's why we solution. have certificates and social security numbers and driver's licenses and legal forms of identification. Now you can't buy a house. Now you can't rent an apartment. Now you can't get a bank account. Now you can't get a job. You can't get anything that requires those forms of ID.
3: Why
2: do they have the big figure just so hard? Like, can't you just, like, be like, want we'll to switch? Want we'll to switch, switch. We'll switch people?
3: Yeah, want to switch lives for, for a no, couple No, it's, it's
1: a lot more complicated than that. And it's so that everything can be kept track of and keep records of the big database, which is our our U.S. government.
2: Just find someone be like, who looks exactly like you and be like, yeah, you you want to switch? Do you not like your life? Yeah, just yeah, just,
3: yeah, just kill your doppelganger. Dizzy. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. <laughs> All right, girls. We're gonna start wrapping up. So is there do you have any more questions for mom? Do you do have you, an outro? Do you have any more questions about the show for mom? About real estate, about being a mom, about being a woman in business, anything like that?
3: That is my question. Do you have an outro?
1: We do. <gasps> yeah.
2: Okay, Sammy. Um Why do you, why did you want to be a real estate agent?
1: Why? You actually do want to know the truth. So mom, mom has a degree in finance and management, right? From the university of Washington. We all know that. And I went to work at Boeing and then, and then Katie was born and I took a break from Boeing and I went because they were not flexible at all. They would not (laughs) let me spend any more time with my baby their manufacturing and that's just how it was. So then I went to Microsoft, which since now it's IT, I was an executive level project manager. And so it was a little bit more flexible. I could work from home when one of you was sick or something like that. But when I got pregnant with Sammy, they decided that they didn't need my services anymore because I was a contractor. And so I basically trained my replacement. So so I didn't work for Microsoft, the company I worked at, Microsoft, through a contracted employer. And so that was fine because I was struggling whether I stay at home with my newborn or not. So then I stayed at home with my newborn. And then I decided that dad and I already had the hobby of real estate on the side and that I would turn that hobby into a career because I was always happy when I was doing it. And because it was I had the autonomy and flexibility that i wanted so that nobody could ever tell me that i couldn't spend time with my kids that was why and then the rest is history nice (laughs) nice yeah (laughs) Yeah. well i mean that's what happens when you work for yourself right Mm -hmm. so it's something you have a call that's something to think about too okay
3: okay
1: any other questions no 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 we're good Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope that was entertaining listening to my kids today. Sometimes as, as a parent, as a person in business, having that autonomy doesn't always mean that everything's structured and you just kind of roll with it and have to be flexible. So thank you girls for being on the show today.
0: Yes, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I hope you
0: learned something
1: and I hope the listeners learned something too. Thank you.
0: You've been listening to Smashing Through Walls, a place for robust conversations about the building and blocks of Arizona commercial and real estate investments. Host Carla McGee is a commercial real estate broker with MHG Commercial, powered by My Home Group. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of My Home Group and do not constitute any offer or advertisement of business or services. The real estate market is cyclical, and listeners assume all responsibility should any return on investment, tax consequences, credit effects, or financing terms not meet their expectations. Guests may not be qualified to provide financial, legal, or tax advice regarding a real estate transaction. Listeners are advised to obtain professional tax and legal advice and counsel.